0: Samuel's message was moral. You missed what I said. I saw a man and a woman on TV not long ago doing a marriage seminar. They were preachers. Both of them been married three times. But you get your own house in order. You're not used to somebody talking like this. Oh, just get out a dollar. God's got a Cadillac for you. We have so misconstrued prosperity and heaped it among ourselves. One of the seven churches got rebuked because they were rich. Not because there was something wrong with their money, but because they were heaping it unto themselves. It was blinding them. I fear, I fear that I have spent my life 40 years preaching and spitting up blood off my vocal cords and end up in a generation that knows not God. we got good suits and cut-up jeans we're relevant you're not relevant you're culturally bound why don't you try preaching in a 14 button suit with shoulder pads out of here and see if you can get the same anointing because the anointing has nothing to do with what you're wearing it has to do with what's on your words You want me to preach or not? Well, pastor, I mean, if you speak in tongues on Sunday morning, it'll run people off. If you go to a church like that, If you go to a church like that don't you dare walk out of there. You grab your children, don't take nothing out of there and run just as hard as you can. We are preaching to congregations of people who are not saved. Jesus said to that church at Laodicea I stand at the door and knock. He wasn't talking about knocking at the door of the club. He was talking about the door of his church. God could not get in. I've wondered if he's been in since John wrote those letters. fear. I tremble. I tremble that men and women will stand before this new generation of preachers with their blood running through their fingers and say you never told me the truth. Well now wait a minute pastor. You're talking about being lukewarm. You're talking about being lukewarm, one of my greatest, one of my greatest spiritual friends and mentors. He's been gone about 20 years now. And he said, I do not believe that even 5% of the modern church will make it to heaven. What an indictment! What a terror! How fearful! How grotesque! Well, we cast out devils in your name, and God said, yeah, but the problem was you only did it to build your name. They don't want preaching like this anymore. Somebody must. God brought me back from the dead, so here I am. Pastor, do you believe that being lukewarm would send someone to hell that goes to church every Sunday? First of all, you don't go to church every Sunday. 87% of everybody attending church last week in evangelical churches across America averages going one time every six weeks. 85% of the churches in America are in decline. Less than 20%, less than 20% of millennials have any thought that attending church is even useful. What are we doing? If there are 350 people in the church you attend, it's in the top 10% of all the churches in America. The average church size is 75 in America. America is now the fourth largest unreached mission field in the world. Now the issue is, we're rich. We're rich. Is this okay? that church at Laodicea, God said, you say you're rich. You say, well, do you believe that being lukewarm will send me and my family to hell? Well, I don't know, let me ask you. If God looked at you and said, you are so distasteful to me. The actual translation is that you make me gag. He calls it the worst church. Now that church at Thyatira, church number four, in the middle of the other three on each side, stuck in the middle with Jezebel. That wasn't the worst church. That that church, the women's group, got prostitutes to sleep on the platform with the priests. But that wasn't the worst church. He didn't call them. They weren't the worst church. He gave them a great commendation. wasn't the worst church. The worst church was that one full of so-called Christians mm-hmm. that can only handle 40 minutes on Sunday morning Come on, man. without the Holy Ghost. Who are you all looking around at? That church that said, "Does it have to be so loud? That church that the lights hurt my eyes. It was hot in there at Dominion Camp meeting. Let me see. Could we please have the list of who's preaching when? No because God didn't call me to raise up a personality cult. He called me to preach to the church. At Azusa Street, they never knew who was gonna preach. And they threw their watches outside the doors and said, we will not be satisfied until the power of God hits us at the top of our head and shoots down the bottom of our feet and we know we've been in contact with another world. That preacher is not supposed to be your friend. That preacher is supposed to be the medium upon which the heart of God breaks into language and through which Purpose of the Almighty God is made to be heard in all of the indignation which is proper to its outrage. What? Let me go through it again. All you need to be a modern preacher is the internet and somebody else's If you want to be a man or a woman of God, you better find yourself an altar. I'm not here tonight to dazzle the crowd. I'm not here tonight to pay everybody, oh, that was a word, Pastor. Last time somebody said that to me, I said, What did I say? I would that you were hot or cold. Do you know why? Because the hot are no issue to God. The cold are no issue to God. All they need is some light and the gospel. They're not in a nearly dangerous position as the ones in the middle. I don't want to pastor people in the middle. Samuel, God said to that church, I've got to hurry, God said to that church, I would that you were hot or cold, but because you are lukewarm, I would venture a guess that if I asked the question out loud and handed you a microphone, how many of you would really think you're just on fire for God. How many hours in the Word and how many hours watching TV? <laughs> Better yet, how many hours checking your Instagram feed? How much does your ego need stroked? We gauge success by how many Facebook followers we have. Not by how many souls we've won. I would that you were hot or cold. God said, I'd rather you had never come in than come halfway. What's the first thing on your mind in the morning? Some of you can't get that cell phone more than arm's length away from you. Did they comment, who talked to me? How many likes did I get? Do you know the first thing preachers ask each other? How many people do you have Sunday? So you know what they all do? Lie. They lie, they lie. House Rod, we would like you to come to our church. Great, what's the size of the auditorium? How many people are there so I know, you know, how much advertising I should do? Oh, thousands. (laughs) Now if the preachers are liars, Do you know why? Do you know why you see thousands saved overseas? You see blind eyes open and deaf ears come open because they're poor. You said, well, I'm not rich. Oh, you're not rich. You are so filthy, stinking, nasty, nasty, touch somebody and tell me. he said nasty. Nasty, stinking, vomitous, rich. Gauge a preacher's anointing by how many fake Rolexes he's got. Well, rich, I'm not, I'm not rich. No, 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 no. Remember, there was a church that said, we are poor. And God said, you're rich. Then there was a church that was rich and said it was poor. So we're going to receive an offering right now. Look at you. You never have enough, do you? Never. If money's so evil, why do you spend at least 40 hours a week trying to get some? They were, they were stinking rich, just like us, just like us, every one of you, raise your hand, if last night you had a pillow, leave it up, now put the other hand up, If somewhere you have a refrigerator with some food in it, raise other hand, leave them up. Now scream if you had to decide which pair of shoes to wear to Dominion camp meeting tonight. One lady over yonder has gone in and out three times changing them. Look, look, look. If you answered in the affirmative to those three questions, you are sitting here tonight in the top 20% of the human beings on God's earth in wealth. Now, if you've got a whole lot more than the three questions I asked you. I dare you to scream as loud as you can with both hands up. I'm rich and I know it. You're not worrying about how your baby's gonna eat. You're worrying about whether or not you got enough money for more extensions. You're rich. Like you're filthy rich. Now that's a problem. Can I have 15 minutes? Am I doing okay? Can I have 15 minutes? Okay. Okay, here. Here now. Will being lukewarm send me to hell? Well, I don't know how you're gonna to go to heaven with God spitting you out of his mouth. Let's see, wretched, poor, blind, naked, no righteousness, naked. And there was one more I forgot. Wretched. So if God looked at you and said, you are wretched, poor, blind, and naked, come on in. That, I mean, is that the way your pastor would describe a believer? Naked, poor, blind, wretched, spewed out of the mouth of God. I don't think so. Look at your neighbor and say, you are filthy rich because preachers won't preach this. Most preachers want to keep you poor so you have to depend on them. That's another message. I don't want you poor, I want you rich. I got a million dollars of television bills a week, I need paid. But here's the issue. There was a cat named Zacchaeus. Here's, Here's what I'm trying to tell you. Being rich is a problem. We have a problem. We're rich. There was a woman in Pakistan that walked 15 miles with no shoes to come to church and your new Chevy's not enough you need a Mercedes nothing wrong with your Mercedes you can buy me one anytime you want nothing wrong with your Mercedes The issue is that you're blinded by it, blinded by affluence, blinded by the best doctors, blinded by the best lawyers, blinded by your own self-sufficiency, blinded. You are full and you don't need anything, especially God. So I'll take the kids so they get a little bit of God. that would be good for them. They got a good kids program over there. People have said to me, I know my family ought to be in a powerful Holy Ghost church. But you know the kids, uh, they like the children's program. And you know, it's, you know, it's far to drive. In your $120,000 car it's hard to drop. You don't have time for God. He's not on your agenda. Here's the problem. Zacchaeus was rich. Like really rich. Jesus passed by. Zacchaeus got called to him and he came down. And' you know the first thing he said? You have a Bible, don't you? He said, I'm going to take everything I have. Everything! And I'm going to give it to the poor. And if I've wronged anybody, I'm going to find them. And I'm paying back four times everything I stole from them. And Jesus said, come on down out of that sycamore tree. I'm going to your house, bro. It was Jesus who said it's harder for a rich man to get into heaven. Ain't this a camp meeting message? it's harder for America to get into heaven than for a camel to bow down take its pack off its backs and crawl through that little opening in Bethlehem through the eye of the needle here's good news I like this part he said it's hard He did not say it's impossible. That's why I believe America can have a revival. (laughs) If I ask you, are you on fire? How long has it been since tears ran down your eyes? How long? How long has it been since you got in a prayer closet like Mother Parsley used to do and forget that a day had gone by? How long has it been since you got up early in the morning and worshiped God until his presence so enveloped you that you felt like you were as far from a black hole as you could possibly ever be? How long has it been since you truly felt like I'd give everything in the world? Now here's... Here's where we miss it. If you thought you were lukewarm tonight, if you thought that you had approached the event horizon, the closer an object gets to the event horizon, on one side, it seems that everything is the same. Do you know what people actually say? Preachers. I had a preacher tell me, he said, aren't you tempted to drink when you go in the hotel room till you preach till you can't stand up? I said, no more than I would be to drink alcohol or to drink gasoline. I can't miss what I've never had. Aren't you tempted about women? There's not a woman on this earth that could in any way distract me from my desire to be in the presence of God. I just wonder tonight, And I know this isn't the kind of message that makes you shout and dance and run the aisles and buck and holler and spin. But maybe you've had enough of that. Maybe you're tired of being blessed all the way to hell. How much passion do you have for the lost? I could walk around this room right now and say, how many members of your family are lost? And you would be staggered. You would be staggered. But we're looking for another blessing book. What's your prayer life like? Is it on fire? The average preacher in America prays eight minutes a day. Eight minutes. Eight minutes. But boy, they got a personality. And so all the folks, since they don't pray, follow right over to the personality. I like people around me like this. People that shut in and pray. I like people around me like this that spend their lives winning the Rags of the earth in the eyes of people. You ever have to knock any preachers out of your way? No, sir. No. No. You care if you're ever on television? No, sir. Do you win some crack addicts to Jesus this week? Oh yes, sir. Do you win some prostitutes to God this week? Yes, sir. You've been winning some transvestites to Jesus. Oh yes sir, and some meth addicts. And some meth addicts. You've been winning them to Jesus. That's what you spend your life doing. But you're not on the radio. You're not on television. Everybody doesn't know your name. You don't know have a million followers on Facebook. But her name is known! in hell! Somebody stand up and shout! No, I mean shout, man. Shout because you're saved. Shout because you're not lukewarm. Shout because you're a worshiper. Shout because you love the Word. Shout because you love the lost. Shout because you can't sleep without more of Jesus. Your bank account is no substitute for the cross. Your friends at the country club are no replacement for the church. God. And the next 48 hours set us on fire. God touch us. Touch us. I don't want to be distracted Lord. I live in America. I'm a preacher in America. I, I don't want to be distracted. anything you want. With all your heart is an idol. Haven't you heard enough about making your dreams come true? What about his dream? What are you doing about his dream? I love you with all my heart, I thank you for coming and in the name of God I pray that I put a seed in your heart that tonight when you lay down say God don't let me be lukewarm, don't let me do what I do for the wrong reason, don't let me build my kingdom. You know America, the world is dying and the church is imploding. We lose 200 more churches a day than we start. The average church in America, from its birth till it closes its doors, eight years. The local mall gets 10. Where are the 70 year churches? Oh, there, Pastor Aaron, there are people that started when I did. I'm telling you what's the truth. Everybody in the known universe knew their name. Five years later, they were gone. And if I'd say their name now, no one would even. Do you know that the churches of Asia, all seven of them died. You know why? They turned inward. It was all about them. It was all about their numbers. It was all about their competition with each other. It was all... And they died. Do you know how they died? Every one of them. When they turned inward, and they stopped their missionary zeal, and they stopped their soul-winning zeal that they had adopted from the Apostle Paul, they were overrun by Islam. Every single one. Do you know the fastest growing religion in America today? Islam. But we want to come to camp meeting and we need refresh. From what? From, from what? Father, set your church on fire set us on fire. If you're gonna be part of the Philadelphia church and not the Laodicean church, if you're gonna be a part of the revival church, the remnant church, the relevant church, the resurgent church, the church that the candlestick never ever went out but burned brighter every single day, if you're determined tonight to never be stuck in the middle, and let everybody around you know you're as on fire as you're going to be. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I want to invite you to tell someone in your life about the podcast. Hope you'll do it today. Head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Share it on your social networks for me. really helps me get the word out. I'd love for you to connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, no easier way for me to minister to you every day and throughout the day, and for us to join together in faith as God moves in and through your life. You can find links to all my pages at rodparsley.com. God bless you now, and I hope you'll listen again soon.